if you want the best chance for it ever to be you, this kind of ending leaves him in the state of longing and wondering. Sick of sacrificing or settling in your romantic life? Welcome to Make Him Wonder with Coach Paula Grooms, where women struggling in real relationships ask the expert. Unscripted, unfiltered, understandable coaching conversations to help passionate women succeed in love. Hi there, and welcome to Make Him Wonder. I'm your host, Coach Paula, a dating and relationship coach, licensed social worker, and author of the book, Why Won't He Commit? How a Man Decides to Make You the One. You can probably hear my voice today. It's a little shaky, and you're going to have to bear with me because I really wanted to do this podcast. I have a guest today that is really speaking to a problem, issue, concern, something we all deal with in breakups. And that's why I said, huh, you know, you guys can deal with my voice, hopefully. I know it's uh, not the most pleasant, but I'm going to try and get through this as best as possible. And hopefully you will forgive the maybe sips of tea here and there. So with that, my guest today is 50-year-old Lorna, who is in a long-distance relationship with 47-year-old Jimmy. Lorna broke things off with Jimmy after months of distancing himself and showing Lorna that he was not committed to moving things forward. Lorna worked with me in my Lure Him Back program on the strategies that have allowed her to see if Jimmy was ready, willing, and at all interested in taking things to the next level, or if he was okay with a formal ending. Unfortunately, Lorna has not seen any forward movement from Jimmy, and she is struggling for the closure she feels she is missing. Lorna wants to reach out to Jimmy to hear why he was okay with ending things and why he never followed up and answered her heartfelt letter. Lorna agreed to do today's podcast to ask if reaching out to Jimmy for a last conversation to know what happened will help her get the closure she needs to move on. So thank you for joining us today, Lorna. This is a great topic. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So give us a little background. You know, I, I mentioned that you and I have been working together on this, and I'd love to hear your experience of that. And firstly, to hear the relationship as you have experienced it so we catch our listeners up on where you are in this process. So basically how long you've been together and all those things. Well, um, basically Jimmy and I met in Puerto Rico three years ago and on a vacation and we connected and we went out for a year, long distance relationship, um, because he lives up north, I live down south, um, an hour and a half away in a flight. And um, we started having a relationship, me going to visit him, 
um, take vacations together for approximately a year, a little over a year. And then because of the distance, because we know that long distance relationships are not easy, take a lot of commitment. I, I was the one who deviated and um, just started traveling and being free again and seeing other people casually until last this beginning of this year for my birthday, I went up um, to the area he lives in, in New York and I just sent him a text, hey, I'm here. I don't know, you know what you're up to, but if you have time, I'd love to see you. And from the moment we saw each other, we just connected again very strongly. And like I've told you in the program that I've worked with you, throughout my life, I feel he's a soulmate. I still do, even to this day. Um, that's why the struggle is so big. Um, and we started, we traveled together. I went up to see him. Mostly was me going up to see him because my son lives with me, and I, I don't allow anybody in my house. So he lives alone. Um, and then suddenly, I would say a couple months ago, he started um, kind of communicating less. And I did ask him, you know, what's wrong? And it got to the point that he said, I'm just sad. I'm kind of in a funk, and I don't know what's happening to me. I need to get out of this. It's not because of you. So then a weekend goes by until I didn't hear anything. I, I just reach out. I say, hey, hope you're doing better. And his response was, yeah, love, I'm doing better. And that was it. That was the last time I heard from him. And obviously throughout, um, I would say desperation because of the top of job that I have, I can listen on to a lot of podcasts. I found, I found you, Paula, listening to podcasts. And a lot of the, you know, I listen to every, almost every single podcast except for the last ones recently. Um, and I reached out to you um, for a consult, and that's where I found my guidance to go through this journey, which I still am struggling with, but it has helped me more so and to be more objective. Um, but I still struggle, and I'm struggling. That's the reason I, I recently reached out to you. Um, and the way I struggle, just um, so you understand, is that I was going on a trip on a plane last weekend and just when I settled down and the plane was in the air, I just started crying, just thinking I'm traveling somewhere not to see him. And I could have stopped crying. My, the, I was by myself and the, there were tears rolling down and the lady next to, me, next to me, she noticed it and she just pulled out a couple of napkins and gave it to her. So that's when I reached out. You know, I'm struggling. Why? Um, my question is why can I ask for a reason. I just want to know. At this point, I, I'm like, okay, I kind of capturing the no response as an answer. I don't, I don't want to be with you, but I just want to know what happened, um, good or bad. Even though it's painful, because I feel that would give me closure. That's my position right now. Oh, thank you so much for that. I, I so appreciate it because you really are articulating the feelings of what most all of us go through when we have ended things and do not get the kind of closure we feel is, dare I say, even appropriate. Because I know in our having worked together, in the Lure Him Back program, the strategy is very clear 
once a woman gets to the point of knowing and your inner knowing of things aren't going forward here. He is, i.e., what you wrote to me, distancing himself. He isn't being as seemingly interested as I would like him to be or as connected or as quote-unquote relationshipy <laughs> that I would like him to be. And the feeling that you have, that intuition, that all-knowing about relationships and connecting is off. And you were at that point when I think we first came together. Is that correct? My memory serves me correctly? Yes, yes, that is correct. And so what we worked on was the strategy of the letter in reaching out to him to say that this doesn't work for me anymore. I love you, I care for you, but I want to be moving forward in any relationship and know that I need to do that as difficult as it might be. Am I summing that up correctly? That is correct. Okay. So if I remember right, the you really penned a beautiful, wonderful letter according to the strategies that we know have the best chance of working for any man to start to feel what he needs to feel in order to relay his feelings to you, to come forward with those feelings, and to do anything about those feelings. In other words, take action on those feelings if he is ready and able to take on the responsibility he, as a man, sees commitment as being. And we know this works best. I have had many women go through the program that have done these strategies and really gotten to see the enormous stepping forward, <laughs> for lack of a better word, of the man in not wanting to miss out on the woman he loves for his lifetime so he is willing to step forward. As difficult as it might be for him to do that and also for the woman to handle the time it takes for the man to be in touch with those feelings in order to do it because it takes so much time it takes so much longer so much longer for a man than it does a woman to be in touch with these feelings and if you would let me I, I just want to put this all under the lens of course of the puppy principle because it speaks to us in the way that we commit to something we love, which is a puppy. And no matter how much we love a puppy, we must be in the state of being completely ready, willing, and able to take on the responsibility 
of a puppy and of pet ownership in the way that suits us, that is authentic to us and how we wish to take care of a puppy. And of course, many women will say to me, which I know for you, Lorna, you don't need any man to be responsible for you. Correct? True. You're completely, yes, you're completely able to take care of yourself. Here's the deal, that the man, if he's a good man, he knows he not only wants to be responsible for you, to keep you in a lifestyle that either A, he sees you living currently, or he wants to be living with any woman that he takes on as a committed relationship in the future, but also to be responsible to you. Not just for, but to. And what I mean by that is commitment to any living being, and we know it in terms of having a puppy, say, we know that once we take on a puppy, our life is forever changed. It is not our own to a certain degree. In other words, we know that we need to get home at the end of the day and we can't just go out with our friends or get to come home at all. We cannot do what we had done before unless we do the things necessary and sometimes that includes the funds to have that puppy taken care of. But even this, even if we have a lot of funds to do it, I think every doggy owner feels this. You go on vacation and, oh my gosh, if you have to put, you know, your favorite doggy, your wonderful loving being in a kennel, you feel awful. You think about it all during vacation. If somebody's taking care of it for you, you still think, hmm, you have to check in, see if everything's okay, right? And I'm talking about this in a context whereby we as women can understand what the man feels and his need to be free may override any need to be loved by a pretty puppy or even to be with the puppy he loves. So we have to find that out. And the only way for the man to get in touch with that is to do the strategies that you have done by laying it out clearly for him, not making him at fault, not doing anything that would say, you need to do this, you need to do that, I want this, I want that. No, just laying out your high value in terms of, I wish to be in a committed relationship with you, moving things forward. And I'm okay, whatever the outcome, I just need to know. What I'm guessing, Lorna, is that the non-answer is not sitting right with you. He's not ever coming forward and replying to your letter 
is not enough of an answer. No, it's. Um, I guess it's an answer. That's where my struggle comes, right? I, I understand it's an answer because no answer is giving me an answer, right? But I, I only think, and this is, you know, as, I still think highly of him, right, of somebody of values who has two grown daughters, mm-hmm. that just as a man who engaged with me, why can't you just face me and, and say, at least tell me, if I would have had, you know, after sending that letter, but before that, hey, I'm feeling sad, what he said, I'm in a funk, I'm, I'm kind of depressed, I don't know why. Um, and if that's continuous, because we know depression is real, maybe he's going through a depression. I don't know. But not knowing exactly what was it, I'm not ready, um, the distance, I'm in depression, whatever the case might be, it's just, it kills me. I am mm-hmm. like, every day, one, um, I'm wondering what he is wondering. I'm wondering, what is he thinking, what, you know, what happened, what did, and I think as two adults, that's where I struggle, it's only respectful to a relationship, whether you say you love somebody, to just say, hey, it's because of this, and and move on, that's what I struggle with, Um, because not knowing, I'm just left in the air, and what I'm finding different from other breakups it's hard for me to even engage in any type of date or anything because it just kills me. It's the first thing I, I go to bed in my mind. It's the first thing I wake up, you know, would I, yes. is that call going to come through? Which if on the other hand, if he would be generous enough to give me an answer, um, I, I can close that door. It would be painful, but I can go to the grieving process easier and sooner than later. That's, that's where I'm at. Okay. And thank you because that clearly outlines, I believe, where most every woman is when this kind of thing happens. It is so female for us to do and feel exactly what you're feeling and so oppositely male for him to be doing what he is doing. I'm going to talk about that in a moment. Looking for commitment from the man you love? Take the consumer versus buyer relationship test so you can discover if your man is ready, willing, and able to commit. Go to willhecommit.com. It's fast, free, and you'll get immediate results. want to outline a couple of things here. The male part about it, what he's doing as a male is so normal for a male because of my three C's of women, my three C's of men. You know what they are. Three C's of women. We are the cooperators, connectors, and caretakers of the world. It's who we are intrinsically. Men are all about competition, challenge, and conquering. What happens with these two polar opposites 
is that we relate to things very, very differently. You've always heard me say, women relate via verbalization. Men relate via action. It is simply that on the one hand. So I want you to remember that. That's number one. He is relating via action. He's not talking to you, right? Meaning he's not responding to your letter because it was very clear to him what the letter said, and he's like, okay, right? That's it. In other words, to him, nothing needs to be said. Some men are more connected than others. We're all on a scale. So he feels as the man, there is no need. He is relating as more typically or normative on the scale of male as to simply relate via action. His action is telling you everything. Now, I'm going to get more into what the everything is. To be a man and to be the best man you can be, one of the first and foremost things in your life is to not ever harm a woman or child. When men have to confront or face hurting a woman, in whatever form, it is something they will avoid at all costs. This is why it is so difficult to get the verbalization as well for an answer. That's number two. Third, many times the man is not even in touch with the why because he does care for you, he does love you, and as you know, I'm going to ask you about this, but I believe as you know, if you were to be in touch with him and say, "Uh, I don't feel about that letter the same way I did anymore, I'm here in New York. I want to see you. I can't wait to hug you and kiss you. He'd be right there. Correct? Uh, I'm not. um, I don't know, Paul. I don't know. Because I think he had somewhat of a pride, you know. And and I would say, I would think, I don't know. That's my answer. I don't know. Yeah. I... I have to say most red-blooded males is that unless you did something egregiously bad or were, in a man's words, acting crazy, which is just a term for emotional, which you did not, he likely would. Or if, let me say it this way, if you were to reach out to him and say, I'm in New York, I'd like to put all this to rest, I'd love to see you, you feeling like, you know what, I can't do this anymore, I'm going to be with him no matter which way, shape, or form, he would likely, with that kind of text, he would see you, correct? With, I think with that kind of text, yeah, he, okay. he would. All right. But now, I, to be honest with you, I, I wouldn't be, at this point, I feel I, I wouldn't. 
accept, you know, I just of course die for closure. Of course. I'm just I'm just putting it as a hypothetical. If you were to do that, he would say, Okay. And then in short order, if you were to be physically affectionate with him, he would likely acquiesce or at least want to. Correct? I would say so, yeah. Exactly. And a man knows this. And he also knows, number four, that any discussion about it when he has not made a decision, right, will get you nowhere. It's just more of the same that you experienced when he was distancing himself. He knows that more discussion will, A, might hurt you, and B, may not get you anywhere, and C, and I believe from a very selfish point of view, it will only be extremely uncomfortable for him. Because the answer we have already, we have the answer. The answer has been given to you. You had mentioned that you reached out to him at one point after the letter with simply and I love you. Correct? Yes. And what did you get almost immediately in return? I love you too. Right. Because you are a pretty puppy that he loves. That in no way means that he is ready, willing, and able to take you on as the responsibility he sees commitment as being. That is it. It's that black and white for a man. So when a woman says, I no longer wish to do that, and I won't, it either moves him into the state of being a bona fide buyer, saying, uh-oh, I can't live without this pretty puppy. I will forego my freedoms. I will say okay to my station in life in terms of making a decision to take her on as the responsibility I see commitment as being. And I will also say to myself, I will commit to being responsible to her, foregoing all others, and coming home, having the responsibility in all ways to and for that pretty puppy. And he has not made that decision, or he has. And I think that is what's really at play here. In other words, the not knowing is what is most difficult for you. Like you said, right? If you could, yeah, yeah if you could get the answer of, Lorna, I don't ever want to be in a committed relationship in that way again because I don't want to have to be responsible to and for anyone. Now, that would be a very high-level thing a man would come because he, he doesn't even know that to one degree. He thinks that someday he might. Someday when he gets it together, when he's not depressed, 
when his finances are in a different place, when he has a different job, when his kids are fully grown, when he retires. We don't know when that is, if it's going to happen, right? We don't know. Mm-hmm. And so you don't know. You don't know if he's absolutely made the decision. And here's the thing for all ladies. Sometimes he hasn't. And he will just go on with the possibility looming in front of him and be a good guy in letting you move on. In other words, Jimmy is being a good guy and you got the I love you. His love and his action of showing it is allowing you to move on and be adopted by a man who is ready, willing, able to give you what he sees you being worthy of and deserving. That's his action. That's not comfortable. For anybody, I understand completely the feeling of wanting to get the words, but he doesn't have them. It's more of the same that you've probably heard in the past. So we didn't get into deep discussions of, he would make comments, so I realized like I'm lonely because my kids are grown and my parents are, you know, are dead and my sister died and I feel like I'm alone, but we didn't get into deep discussions about him and I. We had just agreed to date for, again, you know, we were back again to date for a year. And then after the year, okay, what's going to happen to minimize the distance? But it was too difficult for you to tolerate his continued distancing and not really being in the relationship, moving it forward, correct? Correct, because that part we had discussed. I said, you know, mm-hmm. obviously we know that at least monthly we have to see each other. Mm-hmm. And I had also set the premise that texting was not positive, only for short. You know, I'm busy, I'll call you later, but not as a form of communication. That, you know, there had to be more FaceTime and more um, phone conversations live instead of texting. That I had set the premise. I was like, because texting I read it you read it it's, it can lead to misinterpretation so even that we had spoken about so the fact when he starts calling less which after we had agreed on this I was like okay we agreed on this but you're but if anything it's going the opposite way that's when the couple weeks all this started happening happening he did what can be a mode of communication that the man finds easiest to do, which is, I won't follow what we had set out to do that is appropriate for a relationship to continue and move forward. And I will just take the path of least resistance about it. Now that's not even conscious usually on the man's part. He's just too ambivalent, you see? But it's totally unfair for the other person. Of course. Of course. Especially with the distance. You know, again, after, when I get, 
when I get resentful through the grieving process, when I get angry, resentful, you know, after the investment, after the time, after taking vacation time, you know, at least, and that's where I go is like, at least tell me, just tell me, I'm, you know, that's all I need in return. Just tell me. And that's where most every woman finds herself. That's what's so maddening. The three words a man is most fearful of is we need, four words, sorry. We need to talk because they are not comfortable relating via verbalization because of what I laid out for you. He knows it is hurtful. He doesn't want to hurt the pretty puppy he loves, but he ends up doing it in a worse way, right? By not just telling you. Because, see, the man doesn't want to be told. He doesn't want what we want. We are opposites. Night and day, sun and rain, on and off, stop or go, yes or no, male or female. As much as you want it to be verbalized, he does not. So what would happen if you ask a person like that? Um, like, would you would you consider having a conversation? What would they react to that? You so see, just- you are trying to get him to do something he doesn't want to do and has shown you. This is the, the reason I so wanted to do this podcast today, and I thank you so much, Lorna, for doing it, because it is so valuable for women. And I have been where you are many times. It is the most painful. As you know, in the first part of my program, I have an online part uh, where you get a video and, and documents and all of that online and a weekly call that in the video, I immediately say, this will be one of the most difficult things you will ever do. And I believe that emotionally you are finding it to be exceedingly difficult, correct? Painful. Yeah. Totally, yep. It is so painful. If men only knew that the not telling us is worse, maybe the strongest of them emotionally would come forward but they will shy away from any discussion about anything emotional when able to. And sometimes even when forced to, they simply will not. And this is what you're finding. I want to know from you, what would make this closed for you from what you are receiving vis-a-vis his action. I, what would be closure for me? Other than his words, because he is, in his male way, quote, telling you via his action. I, I don't know if there's any other, you know, other than just continue the grieving process and obviously, you know, um, support I don't that would be the only thing and and that's what I struggle why 
in ge- even in general in life, when you see situations like this, how do people just stand up and walk away and and leave somebody hurting, you know, without knowing the consequences that that impact can have in a person's life? Because that's what I teach my son. I always tell my son, be honest, speak out. He's a he's a, an adult now, 24 years. Uh, even if it's painful, because the impact you will have in somebody's life forever can can be a bad one, right? Can be something that very painful. But I, what would be another thing to give me closure? To be honest with you, Paula, I think that would be it. I don't care. At this point, I don't even care if it's I have a girlfriend or I didn't tell you. Just at least face me as a man, right? Face okay. me as a, and that's okay. what I struggle with. It's like your values as a man, like now I'm looking at you in a different, even sometimes in a different light. Good. Because here's what I heard. From the beginning, he was showing you who he is. And knowing you the bit I do through our working together, and this is always the work, because ladies, as much as it is about a particular relationship, it's mostly about us. Because we can't do anything about someone else, right? We can't make them do anything. We can't control what they do. We can't control their feelings. Uh, All of it is that if we had been working together from the beginning with this particular man, I would have been coaching you, you know, I understand about your son, and I think that's incredibly valid and important that you don't have a man come to you and spend time in your home with any child, almost any age, until such time as you know this man is going to be in their life for the long run, right? I'm all for that. I applaud you for that. I think it's great. Here's the problem. With this long-distance relationship, and you making all the effort, you did not see the effort you needed to see coming from him to show you that he was willing to do that. When we see a man making those efforts, we start to see how invested he is. And here's the difference, ladies. It's not about, even if, and I'm not sure, we don't need to know, Lorna, but even if he's sending you the money to make the trip, uh uh-uh, no. The money can be spent on him coming and you spending a lovely weekend somewhere away from your home or when your son is not there or what have you because he needs to be interested in your world, invested in spending the time, making the efforts to show you that he can be your knight in shining armor. I dare say there were flags along the way showing that this man was not willing to do that. And you have a, and I'm I'm putting this in the best light possible, You and I are very similar. We have strong personalities. We are strong women. 
we have taken control of our own lives, been on our own most of our life, uh, struggled, made things happen, all of that, correct? Correct. Yeah. So what happens? When we find a man who's a little bit opposite of that, and we click to their yang, to our yin, or our yin to their yang, our strengths fill in their weaknesses, and vice versa, very compelling. But what can happen for strong women is we fill in the blanks. We make the efforts. We row the boat. We do what he really needs to be doing for two reasons. One, it is the way he falls in love by having to achieve your time, attention, and affection and make efforts to achieve it. That's how a man falls in love. And secondly, to show you that he is willing to put you on that rung in his life where he will make those efforts. Besides, even if he's spending the money, which I don't know that he did, if you were spending your dime to make those trips, it just won't work. And this is what happens in the end. It's very hard to see those signs when it's subjective, when we're in it. That's the value of working with someone in an objective way to to give you that other's perspective and to give you the perspective of someone who is in this field of saying, this is the way the man is going to fall in love with you. If you continue to make these efforts, eventually he'll just drop lower and lower and lower and distance. And eventually what happened? Here's the rub. Doesn't mean that he doesn't love you. Doesn't mean that he doesn't have love for you, will continue loving you, but it is not compelling enough for him to do anything about it and to make any decision. Not making a decision as you are feeling now is a decision, just like you said earlier. And only you can provide the closure. Even if you had gotten, Lorna, thank you for your letter. I'm sorry I wasn't the one to pull the trigger, but I love you. I'm sorry I can't do this. That would have helped. Yeah. Right? Would have helped a lot and been respectful. But sometimes we do not see how incapable a man is in terms of that stuff because we are so much more on the emotional realm in that way and understanding than they are. Just like they can't, it doesn't compute to them when we don't understand something, and I use this in my mechanics of a relationship all the time, we don't understand why something is happening with the car And to him, it is just a natural, normative thing. It's of, he'll fix the car, 
even if he never took a mechanics course, over and above us almost all the time. And we, as females, of course, I'm talking in gross generalizations, we will know in the emotional realm, the people realm, the connecting realm, what it is that is best, that is most respectful, that is most caring, that is most loving, that is really needed. We just know it. Just like he just knows how the engine works and how the car runs. And we have no idea. It's simply that. And we are left holding the bag and giving ourselves the closure to move on. Because you are getting your answer each and every day. You're just in the thick of it and you are in the grieving process. It's a roller coaster. Well, I guess I got my answer. <laughs> right? Yeah. What are you thinking right now, feeling? I'll continue day by day then, you know, because the struggle is real day by day. You know, I was truly, yeah, before I heard you, and, and obviously I understand it, you know, when you put it in an objective way, right, taking the heart away. It makes sense, and I feel like that's what he's avoiding to deal with the emotion of it. Mm-hmm. But but I, I, sometimes the, when I start struggling, it's like, why do I have to care or worry about him? I should, you know, I should be selfish and say, oh, you don't have your pants, you know, have you know, have your pants on and and hold them tight and be a man and stand up. Okay. I, okay, let, let's explore that. Uh, let's do that in a second. Are you looking for your Mr. Right online? If so, you want to be approaching online dating in a way that produces the right results for you. Start by taking a free evaluation to test your skills and you'll receive immediate results. Go to theonelovedatingtest.com. That's theonelovedatingtest.com. Don't wait. Because Mr. Right is waiting to meet you. The one love dating test.com. What you just said, Lorna, is that why should I have to do this for him? Mm-hmm. And you don't. You don't at all. In other words, what the strategy is, is that when we pull the trigger in the way that you did it, Perfectly. Couldn't have done it any better. The letter was exactly right. It's basically that I don't blame you. I loved you. I enjoyed our time. I hoped things would have moved forward, but I understand if you cannot, and I need to move forward. So he doesn't give you the courtesy of an answer. Mm-hmm. Now, that could mean a number of things because tell me, because I lose track, how many weeks it's been. The letter, it's been exactly um, like for the weekend of the 26th of September. Um, so I send it that Monday before, so the 23rd. I send it September 23rd. So he probably got it the 26th okay. or the 27th. So just tell us how many weeks. A month. A month. It's been a month. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're in the thick of it. But let me tell you, 
a month is not enough. So what you were asking is, you know, why should I have to worry about him? Why can't I just call him up, get my answer, and move on? Right? Hear it from the horse's mouth. I know it intellectually. It will just help me to hear it. Right? Is that what you're feeling? Yes. Yeah, okay. exactly. Okay. Why do I have to worry about his feelings or what he needs? This isn't anything about that. This is the strategy of if you want the best chance for it ever to be you, this kind of ending leaves him in the state of longing and wondering. He hasn't made a decision. Sometimes that can take a very long time. I always say, ladies, it could take two weeks, two months, two years, two decades. We don't know. And that's a horrible place to be. And you can't stay in that place. You need to move on. But a month is just opening the portal to a man feeling the loss of what is really his love, if it is, and to him making a decision because he will not come to you until he has made a decision to try to really be in it in a way that he was not before. And how do I know that he was not in it before? Because of how he behaved. You kept going to him. He didn't put in any real investment. These are the things we know along the way to show whether or not. There are some women that I work with where I can tell this will happen for you, and I can say it because of the history of what he has done. And then most of the time, yep, it will work. And you know of a situation where that's happening. It's playing out right now in the program. And the wait was long. But step by step by step, we saw him trying to break the no contact. Right? Mm-hmm. Here in this situation, we don't know right now. It could go anyway. My gut here is that. He is not in a place. When I say place, I don't mean physical place. I mean emotional place of being ready, willing, and able. So he cannot make a decision. No matter how much he loves the puppy. We don't know if he will ever adopt again. This is a man who's been through a long marriage, has two grown children. He may or may not. Or it might be years from now. That's why I say it could be two weeks, two months, two years, two decades. You move on in your life because you only have control over your life. If he gets into that state and he realizes, I'm ready, you could be the first person he reaches out to. If you reach out and the closure is not in this way, where he is wondering, longing, it feels appropriate and you've made yourself of high value, 
your chances lessen and lessen. With each outreach, it lessens and lessens and lessens. Because the man then has no wonder. He knows she's all in if I just move that inch. That's not enough to inspire him. Delicate balance. Yes. Somehow I feel that made it through to you in a way that maybe you had not thought about before. Yes, definitely. Definitely. It's it's that it's that um like you said, it's a sprint, right? It's what? Um it's a sprint. It's like it's not like you're gonna race it tomorrow to, from today to tomorrow. And I didn't even realize it's only been a month from the letter. Uh-huh. I thought, you know, it feels like it's been more. Oh, I could imagine. It feels like it's been eons. Yeah. Because of the pain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And obviously because of obvious reason, because, I'm again, ironies of life, I'm traveling two times up there before the year ends. So it's hard. It's hard. That's when it's, it just starts all, you know. You were triggered. Up the yeah. Emotion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. These are triggers. Absolutely. Yes, no question. So in other words, I hear that you're doing really well. You're letting out the grief. You're going along the grief path, so to speak, meaning it's a roller coaster. One moment you're angry at his not answering you. The next you're feeling like you're missing him so much you can't hold on another moment not to reach out. The next, you're feeling ambivalent. Um, it's, it is a roller coaster for the first little while, right? Yeah. Yes. And it really is incumbent upon us to give ourselves that closure because if not, we're giving over the power to the man who doesn't even have the ability in the way that we need it. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't. It's not that Very he's, sure. yeah. It's not that he's trying to do something. You know that he he loves you. He sent that right. You know he loves you. You know he's a decent man. You know that he wouldn't intentionally hurt you. Correct. Correct. Yeah, and he's not trying to do that. He's being himself. He's being a man. He's doing what comes natural. To a man, and he also, like we go to number two from the beginning of this podcast, that he does not want to hurt you. And to make a man say those things, he knows hurts you, and it's so uncomfortable to him to do that. What can really help us to get what we desire and deserve is to show him we are above that need. That we are, to hear me talk about all the time, a worthy opponent. Mm-hmm. Right? We're the other quarterback to their quarterback. And quarterbacks don't come up to each other and say, hey, Bill, I'm going to make this play. Uh, my running back's going to run back to the the 10th yard line and then he's going to throw it to, you know, Joe and Joe's going to, how do you feel about that? No, they just do it. Action. 
and may the best man win, right? Yeah. So when you show yourself to be in this category, I'm a worthy opponent. I know the rules of this quote-unquote game, and I am shutting you off from the goodies, not in an angry way, not in a disrespectful way, in actually the opposite, a lovely, female, loving, soft way to tell you that I only want to play in the pros. I am not going to remain here, not moving forward and not growing and not moving towards what I know that I deserve. That automatically puts you in a very high realm that when a man is ready to take on a wife or committed life partner, he wants that. Someone that will go toe-to-toe, someone that is that worthy opponent, so to speak, who will play in his game, meaning game of life, in a way that is of value. Okay. Yeah. Thank God. I, thanks for having you. Because <laughs> that, that's when my brain starts going. I was like, what do I do? What do I do? Should I, you know, because it gets to a point that even it's like, I don't even, you know, I, I'll be honest with you, Paula, you know, it's, it, the, this has been a, a testament to my strength. Mm-hmm. And I've been, and I've been like, so true. Oh, screw it. Yeah. Screw it. I'm going to just, I don't care about it. I just want to know. I, I just want to know. I just want to know. But you do know. I don't care about. Uh, no, you I do know. Yeah, but I do know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's the, I mean, that's the irony of it all. You know, but I do know, and then I'm like, you know, then I'm like, why am I, you know, again, it's true what you say when you put it objectively for me, uh-huh. it, and then I can, you know, go back to pushing the feelings aside and think objectively, because I can see the repercussions of reaching out again. Yes. You'll never and win by like doing that. Said, yeah, you'll never correct. win by doing that, mm-hmm. because yeah. here he would be forced to tell you either... Uh, a, you, I don't believe you're going to get the whole truth anyway because here's, here are the reasons. You're not my puppy. I love you. You're a wonderful puppy, but you're not the puppy I dreamed of having when I'm going to finally get to a place of adopting, right? Mm-hmm. In other words, we love them all, big, small, short, tall. And sometimes we have, you know, my two favorite puppies are Great Dane and Chihuahua. Those are my two favorites. I mean, does that make sense? Yeah. Complete polar opposite. It, it makes sense. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. Because you're a puppy lover too, right? Yeah, I am a puppy lover. It doesn't right. make sense because I love, <laughs> I love <them> <laughs> <laughs> So it's really funny because could they be more dichotomous? One is four pounds. Mm-hmm. And the other is the biggest doggy there is. And if I had a huge farm or something, I'd probably have both. But my life dictates the puppy that I will have. Right now, 
I live in New York City in a fifth floor walk up. I can't, in a studio apartment. If I had, if, let me put it this way. If I loved a Great Dane puppy, met it, fell in love with it, would I adopt it? No. No matter how much I loved that Great Dane, I love it to death. I would want it. I will decide not to adopt it and not to commit to it because I know I am not willing to commit and be responsible to it as much as for it. And it is not right for that great Dane to be in my studio apartment, walking up five flights, me taking it out three times a day. Now, when I'm out in my life and I also fall in love with a four-pound chihuahua who can get into my bag and I can take into every restaurant with me and put it under the table. Nobody knows it's there while I'm having dinner. I don't have to take it out. It goes teeny tiny on the paper. And I love that. Would I adopt it? Yeah. That's all it is. Right puppy, right time. Now, take it a step further. I'm in a place of, I'm getting married. I'm moving. I have a lot going on in my business, in my life, all kinds of things. I meet the little chihuahua. Somebody comes up to me with a nine-week-old, ten-week-old chihuahua puppy that's perfect. And, oh, my God, I love it. Do I adopt it? Maybe not. Right? Probably not. No matter how much I love it. Because guess why? And this is the really difficult part as women to incorporate. I know when the timing is right for me, when I'm settled, when I have the right environment, when I'm all ready and I can make a sound decision to adopt a puppy and be responsible both for it and to it that I can go out and find a puppy that I will love and that's really the awful part of being female and why we have to be very cognizant from the moment a man lays eyes on us to put ourselves in a position of being a prized puppy that a man must work to attain, work to achieve her time, attention, and affection. Ergo, my saying to you and any woman in a long-distance relationship, if you are rowing the boat, you are making the effort, you are calling the shots in any way, you are doing the traveling. You are footing the bill to travel, all of it, and you are not seeing it from them. He is showing you along the way, not at a place of adopting, not even working towards adoption, and certainly not that 
you might be the puppy if I decide I'm ever in a place to adopt. And that is why we we really have to be so, so careful. And for you, you have your answer right now. You can always decide, and for any woman, and you, Lorna, and I'd be completely supportive of it if it helps you to move on. I dare say, be careful with the momentary needs and think long-term because you might be that right puppy and it's just not the right time. No more time in being in a relationship that isn't him achieving your time, attention, and affection will get him to that place. What you did and the strategy you employed by pulling the trigger and showing not only am I a prized puppy, I'm a worthy opponent, and I will move on and you may have the chance of missing out, only that strategy will allow him to come back to you as that prized puppy and worthy opponent when and if he becomes ready. In the meantime, you have to move on with your life and find that other man or at least attempt to have the chance of having that lovely, committed, loving relationship that you deserve with a man giving you his all. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Thank you. <laughs> you're so welcome. I know. it's You're doing great, and you know, too, and this might be of help, and help to anyone who's going through it. You can always make that call and find out, right? But you mm-hmm. can never unmake it. Think of the, the the fable of the tortoise and the hare, right? Mm-hmm. Who ends up winning the race? The tortoise. As slow and stolid as he is, he ends up winning the race with his patience. And that, yeah. I can tell you, is the case in most all interactions with men. When in doubt, ladies, wait him out. So thank you so much, Warner, for doing this. Yeah. I hope it was seriously helpful, and I'll be talking to you again. All righty. Thank you, Paula. I appreciate it. Want more information on anything you've heard discussed here today? Why won't he commit? How a Man Decides to Make You the One is available at all major book retailers. Or grab an autographed copy of Coach Paula's groundbreaking bestseller at whywon'thecommit.com. If you find yourself in this situation, listen to this again. Reach out to me at any time. Uh, Get my book. My Lure Him Back program has been so helpful to many women, like you heard with Lorna, understanding how it's working on the man side according to the particulars of each relationship and each situation. It's so different for every woman because we are all different and the men we are with are all different. Um, you know, 
we look at a situation like Lorna's and if she were with a super strong uh, personality guy, how different things might have worked out. Um, if she were with someone who was super connected and um, wanted to verbalize and get into discussions with her, etc. All manner of different particulars that come up that we need to work through for each person. And that's what we do in my programs. Of course, it is under the umbrella of the strategies that we know are best for the male mind, but then working each week on the particulars to make things go to the next level. We don't know the jury is out for uh, Lorna. We can surmise, right? And we know that she must move on in a way and close for herself. However, we don't know what fate has in store and the growth he will be doing away from her and that's what's going to be most valid for him to become the man he knows she is worthy of having. That's really a valid point and I hope she listens to that. There are worthy men out there we're all at different growth levels and patterns and places in our lives. And, and it's, it really is interesting when you think about that in that way, getting relationships on the same path at the same time, that's why it's celebrated when two people do that. And heck, I'm celebrating my marriage soon. And I'm really looking forward to that at my destination wedding. I had a podcast, podcast number 35, with destination wedding planner Cookie Randall. And I really had a wonderful time talking to her. She helped me so much. I found out all manner of things that I did not know about destination weddings, honeymoons, romantic vacations, anniversaries, and that there is such a thing called retie the knot. If you are in that glorious place of being engaged and even considering a destination wedding, reach out to Cookie at travelbycookie at gmail.com. That is travelbycookie at gmail.com. And just have a conversation with her because she is a wealth of information about everything destination wedding planning and certainly anniversaries. I love talking to her in the podcast because I heard all about the retie the knot ceremony that she said is so incredible. So even if your parents or aunt or uncle, grandparents, are thinking about a wonderful anniversary or your family plan that wow it is so wonderful if you end up doing anything with a 
cookie in terms of planning a retie the knot anniversary ceremony or a wedding $100 off a wedding by using code wonder $50 off any vacation or honeymoon planning I just love her also check out if you are planning any kind of fun party with men a bachelor party wedding any kind of celebration kazthetailor.com has wonderful bow ties that are handmade using 100% recycled fabric that is so good for our environment and I love these bow ties if you go to Taz T-A-Z thetailor.com you can see his amazing creations and he has women who are refugees Bangladesh working for him it's it's incredible so check it out and thank you for listening and keeping this podcast going by your subscribing and sharing it's so wonderful to hear for example our conversation today whereby Lorna came to me via this podcast and how it's helped and now she's helping others by doing a podcast on this specific topic that so many of us have struggled with you might be struggling with it in the moment and you might even be thinking about getting back with an ex whereby it did not end in a way that was most conducive to having him feel what he needs to feel in order to get things on the right path towards possible commitment that you didn't open up the portal to his feelings and he actually just closed down rather than opened up to you and so you may want to think about the lure him back program which I'm I'm happy to offer because many times in order to move forward we need to go and retrace steps that we felt were not planted in the strategies that could best produce the results we were looking for so it can be valid and I'll be honest with you about whether or not I feel it would be valuable to you and productive so get my book let's get on a call thank you for listening to my raspy voice today remember with any man in your life to make him wonder Thank you for listening to Make Him Wonder. If you've benefited from today's conversation, please subscribe and share. Connect with Coach Paula at makehimwonder.com. There you can take several relationship evaluations, discover her books and other resources, and find out if one of her personalized coaching programs might be right for you.